previously on Transformers Chronicles. How do you think he's going to get out of his body? Any guesses? Well, they're going to have to download it into somewhere. They put him in a big tube and he comes back. I have to do things like this, Pat, because one of these days, John is going to go back to previously on the Transformers. A uh, floppy disk of that size of that era uh, would top out at about seven kilobytes of data you save on that thing. <laughs> the best that existed at the time by IBM, which we can assume that this company was comparable with, had up to a meg. <laughs> there were talks of actually being able to maybe compress a gig into one storable thing, but people found that laughable, thinking wow. that there would be no reason that anyone would need that much storage. Well, I mean, this is back 1986. This was back when computers were still taking up entire buildings. Yeah, PCs. Right? Yeah, it was 1986. No, you guys had rooms <laughs> full of computers. Also previously on Transformer Chronicles... My question is, will he come back from this floppy disk? Does this have anything to do with it? I was wondering the same thing. I would say that at the end of the book, Ethan Zachary has all that is Optimus Prime on on the floppy disk. Else when on Transformers Chronicles. Three times less memory to hold in as it does to show this panel of him writing down Optimus' name on the disc. How long do you think it is until he comes back? I'm going to go with another... I'll say another 24. Another 24, huh? Okay. Issue 48. I'm going to say 47. Okay. 47. (laughs) I'm playing the prices right. I might be the only one, but... (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong, but it's very good fodder for previously on Transformers Chronicles. I have a Prime guess bug. on how. You don't get to guess. Oh. You know the answer. That's not guess. That's yes, John. Oh. Yeah. Box Crusade presents Transformers Chronicles. Hello and welcome back to Transformers Chronicles. I am Delvin, aka the Dark Web. In case you're new to the show, welcome. You picked a good one. And let me tell you what this thing is all about. We are going for a wild, crazy ride, chronicling an awesome, wacky, and yes, sometimes corny world of Marvel Comics The Transformers. But I'm never going at it alone. Let's meet my chronicling companions first up. We have the founder of the Longbox Crusade, relative novice of the Transformers world, the seeker of the Matrix of Knowledge. His name is Pat Sampson. Pat, how are you doing tonight? I am doing okay, Delvin. As we were just conversating beforehand, I seem to be the oldest one of the bunch. So, you know, I'm looking to maybe get downloaded into a new body or something like that. Maybe find somebody that can help me, you know, rejuvenate myself. I, I got I, I I got the plan. So yeah. all right, we gotta kill you first. That's that's the tough part. We gotta yeah, kill you first. Yeah. <laughs> right. But no, that's, you know, that's I'll, the I'll, easy I'll, part I'll, actually. I'll, we've talked about this. 
Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll talk more about it later. You know, right, right, right. that first step's a doozy. If you can get past that first step, Pat, then <laughs> the rest is relatively easy. It just but takes a while. Tonight, right? I'm glad I can, I can count on you guys. I'm glad I can count on you guys. Got it all planned. The comic and super light. We got to start from a dark place. So <laughs> we will move on. Next up, we have. Jonathan Schaefer Haynes, the lesser half of married watching cartoons, other MWC related content. Um, how about macaroni with cheese? There we go. Oh, yeah. MWC. Just thought of that off the top of my head. Hey. He, he is our resident librarian, and he is about That's to impart me. wisdom upon us, you know, either telling us about his life or just jumping right into giving us a librarian's tip that we don't know. Librarian tip. Oh, I got a good one today. A lot, I think, even libraries collection. Uh, they have too many books to actually store on their shelves at any given time. They are relying on a certain amount of the books to be in circulation. So in order to help them out, um, as of the recording of this, it's still September, which is sign up for a library card month. And so even though it's October or so, when you guys will be listening to this, you go uh, to your local library if you, ha- if you haven't been there in a while. And if you don't have a library card, everyone there would be thrilled to sign you up because they probably have some sort of uh, incentive for it for this month. And they'll be able to convince their boss to like backtrack it if you do it. So they're going to be super happy to see you. Plus, and if you're worried about like having an old fine or any of the old stuff that's maybe it's been keeping you from it, more and more libraries are going fine free. And also as incentives to sign them up, I'm pretty much going to guarantee you that they will waive any of that fee. And if they don't, tell me who they are and I, I'll, I'll get on them for you. So go ahead and do that. It, it helps out your library because if you do, um, if you're not circulating the material as much, then that causes backlog and it winds up having them have to reduce some of their uh, inventory a little bit more than they'd want to. Uh, so help a library out, check some stuff out. I actually have a question. I, I cannot help this, you know, because yeah. we've been way too neat and efficient so far. And this has to take at least 10 minutes. Um, so <laughs> if I want a library card, is right. that, that electronic now or like because I remember you having like a paper mm-hmm. card and is, is that still the case? Well, uh, speaking from ours and the other ones around here, it's generally uh, both. If you want a physical card, they definitely will have one for you. But mostly there's a number or they can if you don't have it with you, they can usually look you up. And it's not like uh, any sort of other place where you may have forgotten an ID. They're going to give you the benefit of, doubt, of the doubt that you are who you say you are. It's sometimes a little strange, a little odd for people to get into the mentality of interacting with the place because it really is probably one of the last places left in which you can go in and you're not expected to spend money. Uh, so the people there aren't trying to sell you anything. And so sometimes the interaction there can be a little you know, different than your definite than your usual customer service sort of thing. And it's fun to uh, kind of experience that. Yeah, that is bizarre. Like, um, it's a good thing if you can go to the library, you can get a book and then they're like not turning around the kiosk and asking for 10, 15 or 20 percent tip to the greater half of married watching cartoons, macaroni with cheese, um, <laughs> maritime with caricatures. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
I didn't either. I had no clue. I just said words. Her name is Maggie Schaefer Hames. And Maggie, I don't know if you're still doing the dressage or not, but please update us at the present time on anything that you wish. I, well, I'm not. The horse I was leasing, my lease is up. He's officially retired. He's now going to be um, a field ornament for the rest of his life. Living his best horsey life, getting all muddy and gross. Um, so, no, right now, we're moving into fall. I get to do all the indoor things and not as much the outdoor things. <laughs> so it's Maggie with crocheting. Yeah, it is. It's Maggie with crocheting now. <laughs> I, it's, yeah, I, I make things out of yarn. We did see Transformers Rise of the Beasts uh, since the last time we recorded, I we think. Did. We did see that. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, we enjoyed that. That was that was good. That's I, only by the same people that did Bumblebee, right? Right. That up? Basically, okay. if you liked Bumblebee, you're gonna like this one. Essentially, mm. I thought it was quite good. If you like Beast Wars, you'll you know get a kick out of a lot of the robots in it. But it was good. It was a uh, it was nice to see a this, uh, CGI fight thing that you could follow. There's, yes, yeah, and everybody opposed. looked distinct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Pat, did like you it? see the new Transformers? I haven't yet. I haven't yet, and actually, I still haven't seen Bumblebee, so I may have to, you know, do some. Well, I, I did see Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Yeah, that would make a Bumblebee. good double viewing. Yeah, do like a drive-in double feature yeah. in the backyard <laughs> against you your house. <laughs> I would watch Bumblebee first, just because it was. It came out first. First. I don't think it has to be watched first. But you know, if you were going to start so anywhere, I would suggest start with Bumblebee and go because it okay. seems to be there. It's like a soft reboot. They're keeping the good stuff and ignoring a gigantic amount of other things. I think I gave up after the second movie. I'm like, oh, man, this is too. Yeah. Yeah. Second was awful. But the last two, it's like somebody came up with an idea of, hey, you know what? Maybe we can design Transformers that actually look like, you know, the Transformers. (laughs) Have you seen this picture (laughs) of a Transformer? (laughs) Turns out they've had pictures of these guys since the 80s. Did you know that? Wild. Crazy concept, Maggie. All right. You know, I I always forget. I asked you three, and I never mentioned anything about myself. I won't take too long on this. Uh, I'll I'll just mention, since uh, I know John and Maggie, I think, both saw the picture today. Yesterday, I got to uh, see my good friend Roy Wood Jr., um, so comedy. and uh, it was just uh, it was fun watching him put on a set the man has paid his dues in the comedy scene uh, and uh, Miranda and I both enjoyed that it was spectacular but speaking of spectacular that was not a bad transition good job Bill. Uh, the purpose of this podcast will be tackling all of Marvel's Transformers comics in order starting with issue one and working our way to the series end at issue 80 We will answer any questions that are brought up to the best of our ability and see how these books we loved then as a kid hold up to our eyes as an adult now. This podcast is guaranteed to be, you guessed it, more than meets the eye. So Pat, John, Maggie, let's see what happens when Optimus Prime returns right after the promo break. The Transformers will return after these messages. Hello soldiers, I'm Jared Albrecht, the Yard Sale Artist, codenamed Death Probe, and I'm here to give you your orders to join me and my elite podcasting squad for G.I. Joe Chronicles. 
Who makes up this elite squad, you may ask? It starts with my right-hand man, Pat Sampson. Tell him your code name and specialty, Pat. Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. My codename is DJ Cristados, and on G.I. Joe Chronicles, I specialize in G.I. Joe comic books, Marvel, Devil's Due, IDW. We cover them all. But there's so much more in the G.I. Joe Chronicles universe, and that's where our first sergeant comes in. He's Jim Mill. Sound off with your codename and specialty, Jim. My specialty is everything else G.I. Joe. I'm going to talk about some comics too, but I'm also going to look at the G.I. Joe property from lots of different angles, including, but not limited to, the toys, cartoon, puzzles, train sets, bed sheets, Halloween costumes, you name it, and there's probably a Joe version of it, and I'm going to let you know it exists. You forgot to tell the troops your codename. Oh yeah, codename Weasel Skull. I don't think you can have that one. I think it's taken. Dang. How about codename Weasel Skull? Strangely enough, that's also taken. Orsted. Oh, that's like a beautiful name, man. We could be cosmically... Okay, never mind, never mind. I got it. Codename Dark Web. No. Pop Pop Hiss? No. Pimp Destro? No. Hot Thing? No. While my battle buddies get that ironed out, I invite you to join us for G.I. Joe Chronicles. You can listen to it on its own solo feed wherever podcasts are found or catch it under the Longbox Crusade Network umbrella. We look forward to seeing you at Fort Longbox. Yo, Joe! Okay, how about Jim the Joe Junkie? Uh, maybe. We now return to the Transformers. Welcome back. The issue we'll be covering today is Transformers, issue 42. Here is John with the cover description. Fortress Maximus adorns the cover box, and despite the scene that's shown here on the cover and in the issue, uh, he will stay there for a number of issues yet. Uh, the Marvel and More Than Meets the Eye logos are black. The Transformers title is in red, and below that, in letters green and then blue, names a toy that most kids were going to beg their parents for after reading this issue. Optimus Prime power master below this the action takes place in front of a yellow sky due to yellow being pretty much the only color that you can have that doesn't clash with both red and blue uh check out various Longbox crusade content featuring jared albrecht to learn more below that is the aforementioned optimus prime as well as the other power master toys that the kids could also ask for if they were really wanted to push their luck uh dread wind and Darkwing. let's who zoom downward from the upper left, one of them transforming into robot form and shooting toward Prime, and the other firing a missile while still in plane mode, while two of the Autobots who are colored with, let's just call it an interesting choice of colors rather than the ones that would identify which one's which, but the wiki assures me that they are getaway and hello, you fool, I love you. Sorry, I'm going to do that every time I mention my, uh, my, my boy Joyride here, so... Um, I don't bring up the UK covers all that often anymore, but this one's kind of fun. Uh, it, it features Optimus Prime uh, with a smoking gun pointing uh, Dirty Harry, Harry style, uh, which has uh, where he says, and I'm here to stay. And by here to stay, he means, you know, he will die over 40 more times in various media until it becomes as much a part of his character as Gene Gray's. But it's pretty cool. Check that one out if you can. We'll probably 
posted to uh, our various Transformers Chronicles media, but that is that cover. What did you think of that uh, cover there, Pat? Well, John, I'm glad you asked. The cover is pretty interesting. Uh, I like Optimus Prime kind of front and center on this one, and I like the... Who are the guys again? Dreadwing or... No, Darkwing. Let's get dangerous. And Dreadwind. And Dreadwind. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know which one it was. But I, I like those. And then you see the little guy, you know, popping out of Optimus's belly, I guess. Yeah. He's coming yeah. out of his belly button. I, I, th- I think so. I don't know. But it's, it's all right. You know, I really like the UK one. Now that I look at that one, I'm like, hey, this one's pretty cool. <laughs> Even I think with it, the little Rodimus up in the corner there. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot better. What about you, Delvin? I can forgive the UK cover for having Rodimus Prime on it because <laughs> it's Optimus Prime primarily. And that, that is a cool cover. I like this cover. Not love, but like. I mean, it's Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime is a striking character. And so having him, you know, having two guns blazing and they're showing off the Power Master thing that's going on there and he's got some enemies to fight and stuff it's a good cover um i don't care about the autobot uh power masters the other ones i I just simply don't i'll be honest with you but i do care about optimus prime and optimus prime's power master character is a good look and darkwing and dreadwind are pretty cool too uh speaking of i don't think i know anyone who had that toy like I, I knew the toy. It's, it was a familiar one. It's like you know, two jets can, that can combine into one jet. That's that's a right. pretty cool concept. Double but the jet. Double the jet. Were, double the fun. But were I they don't, sold separately? You could get them as a a gift. I remember seeing at one point, and I don't remember if this was when they were selling them initially or if it came later. But there was a set you could get them uh, both of them. Both of them. Okay. It, I it think it would make sense to have them as a set, but. We'll leave that up to the librarian. I have not looked down at the script, and I don't know whether or not he's going to be talking about Dark Wing. Let's get dangerous. And Dreadwind as far as Transform Spotlight, but we'll get to that. And we can pass it along to Maggie to talk about the cover. I like the UK one better. I agree with Pat. This one's all right, but I mean, it's it's not anything super spectacular. I mean, it's robots on the cover in the middle of an action sequence. We've seen it before. It's a good one. I like the gradient yellow to white in the background. I think that's really cool. Um, I think the red transformers into the green Optimus Prime into the blue Power Master thing is a bit much, but it's all right. But I do like the UK one better. I think that one's cooler. John, do you know who drew that UK cover? Uh, Not offhand. I could probably find it out. How about you describe how you like or dislike the cover, and I'll see how quickly I can look it up. Uh, it's certainly an ambitious cover. It's got a lot going on. Uh, it's got a lot of new toys. It's, I think Maggie kind of hit the nail on the head with, uh, this just isn't anything we haven't seen before. And maybe it's because of the last couple of covers that we've seen that have been pretty decent. Um, it's, it's, this one's just, I like it, but I don't love it. There's something about it that, um, just kind of, uh, just doesn't do it completely for me. But, hey, it's got Optimus Prime on it, and that's what we're here for. All right, we talked about the cover, so we should rate it 1 to 10, like the tech specs of old. That's how we do things here at Transformers Chronicles. And uh, who wants to start? John does. 
John, what would you rate the cover of Transformers 42? Not act, not the not UK. Not UK. We gotta leave that one alone. We're only doing the American version. Right. Well, the UK cover uh, appears to have been done by a man named Jeff Anderson. Uh, as for this cover, not by Jeff Anderson, I'm going to give it a six. It's, you know, better than average, but not much uh, more than that for me. So I think I've, we've talked about why, and that's what I got. Uh, what do you think, Pat? I see your six, and I'll raise you to a seven on this one, just because of the detail on Prime, I think, is done really well. And the, I don't know how you would call it, like the the kind of swooshing transformation that's going on between the power master and, like that. and one of the, and the other, one of the, the jet guys, dread, yeah, wing, yeah, dark wing, whatever the wings, you know, I, one of the wings. Let's get dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's dark wing or dread wind. That okay. Much yeah. I, I don't know. But, but Maggie. I like that. I, I like that. Oh, Maggie, what would you rate to cover? Yeah, I'll go with Pat. I'll give it a seven. It's it's all right. It's not bad. It's okay. It's just the same. So, but I, I think seven's a fair rating to give the cover. I agree with you on the seven because it's Optimus Prime. Because it's Optimus Prime in his return, I'm going to give it an eight. And if you use a little bit of imagination, it looks like Optimus Prime is looking up at Fortress Maximus and saying, "Hey, hey, I'm coming back after my corner box." <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Prime is back and he's coming for his cover box. And Pat is going to give us the credits for this issue. All right, well, Dylan, I'm glad you asked. Here are the credits for issue number 42. Its on sale date was March 22nd, 1988, but its cover date was July 1988. Cover price was $1. Story was by Bob Budiansky. Pencils go to Jose Delbo. Inks, Dave Hunt. Color, Nelson Yamtov, letter is Bill Oakley, editor is Don Daly, and cover credits go to Jose Delbo and Dave Hunt. That's all brought to you by Mike's Amazing World and TFWiki.net. Back to you, Delvin. Thank you, Pat. It is a world. Transform, where things are not what they seem. It is the world of the Transformers. Transformers, more than meets the eye. Autobots wage their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. Transformers, robots in disguise. Transformers, more than meets the eye. Transformers from Marvel Comics. The title of this issue was People Power. After the epic results of last issue, there are four members of the Fort Max-led contingency rocketing back towards Nebulos to create a brand new Optimus Prime so that he can once again lead the Autobots into glory. But there's activity afoot on Nebulos. We've been here before, right? When both the Autobots and Decepticons laid waste to the planet. Once those factions left and headed to Earth, Nebulos rapidly set to make sure that such a war could never occur again, destroying all weapons and with the work of scientists high Q and high test, poisoned the fuel so that it could never affect Nebulons but would affect any living robotic form. This came into handy because the Decepticons, Darkwing and Dreadwind, came to find out what happened to the Decepticons who came to Nebulos. After creating such, 
After creating a slight ruckus, they ran out of fuel and were dead in the water until High Test revived them using the Power Master process he stole from High Q. High Test, his partner Throttle, and the Decepticons once again start to lay waste to Nebulos. Because of this, High Q's opinions of robots remains low, even after Bumblebee and the other three Autobots arrive on their mission to revive Prime. High Q becomes convinced over time that the Autobots are more than unfeeling machines, and even though his fuel will be poisoned, marking him near dead on arrival, High Q agrees and revives Optimus Prime. Upon being revived, Optimus almost instantly crumples in pain. But I am just a broken machine. And that pain helps him remember who he truly is. It also helps Haikyuu realize how truly heroic the Autobots are, and three of his crew and he bond via the Power Master process with Getaway, Joyride, Slapdash, and Power Master Optimus Prime. Clearly, the Decepticons have no chance and fall quickly. The planet bans them from being on planet and the Nebulons plus them depart, but High Q realizes that he and his crew also have no place on Nebulos, and so they depart too. Where will they end up? Okay, You'll never guys. guess if you don't know. <laughs> you could take 100 guesses and you will not <laughs> guess where they will end up. Discussion time, Transformers 42. I'm sure we have a lot to talk about. You know what? We will start with the librarian himself, John. John, start us off with this discussion on Transformers issue 42. All right. Uh, before we get into discussing it proper, we've got a little bit of bookkeeping. As uh, one of the uh, previously on Transformers Chronicles things uh, pointed out, we all had our guesses as to when Optimus Prime would come back from the dead. And so I am here to just uh, list the results. Uh, Pat, you chose uh, issue 48, uh, going with the idea that Pat, that Optimus would stay dead for two years. Mm-hmm. Two years back at the time, that's not bad. Looks like you're off by six months. Ooh. Maggie, being nobody's fool, uh, asked if we were playing by prices right rules and then assumed that we were and then chose issue 47. Uh, so <laughs> thus, Maggie wins. Cost. Delvin and I uh, both knew when it was back in the time, yeah, so that we're not count. allowed to guess. No. So, but in any case, congratulations, Maggie. That means I win. This issue, yeah, uh, 42, the answer to life, the the universe, universe and everything, and also the uh, one where Optimus Prime comes back, and come back he does. I'm just going to start with general goods. I like the art in this one quite a bit. There's a lot of uh, really fun stuff in the Nebulos scenes, especially in this giant dome of the, uh, what the hell is the name of this? restaurant oh the gardens of eternal peace and harmony macrobiotic restaurant maggie and i were talking about this earlier today we assume <laughs> that this is the equivalent of the rainforest cafe on yes. nebulos <laughs> um, you so. get interrupted every 15 minutes by distorted loud thunder rumblings yes so that's what they thought they were hearing when let's get dangerous and the other one show up and start blasting let's the place here. The that's a good place to start. Pat, uh, you can piggyback off of John or you can go 
your own way if you want to. I might just go my own way. Go your <laughs> go my own way. But I, I will agree with John on this. Uh, the artwork interior wise was really good. Uh, helped tell the story, what was happening. Um, lots of transformations in here. I do have a what the, how many more robots are we going to get introduced to? Good you know, like these. I was like, <laughs> well, I'm like, well, another group of power masters. What the? I'm going to guess at least 150 more before the end of this because if Meg is going 150, I'm going 149. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Both of you will never get the answer because neither uh, John nor myself can count that high. Uh, and we're not going to try. <laughs> it's just like, man, I'm just, I'm still trying to get the other people, you know, all these different changes. You got what the weapon guys now, and then you had the, the head guys, weapon guys. Now you got power guys, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. You're correct. A lot of guys. A lot of guys. A lot of guys. And here, then you got here's, these jets. Here's, oh, here's yeah. a good guide for you, Pat. I, I will make life as simple for you as I possibly can. Okay. If they come back, they're worth remembering. Yes. <laughs> That's a good rule to follow. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if they will or not. They may be not. I don't know. Oh, like, do I care? Do I not care? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And that's a question, too. Is it, do I really care about it? Anyway. I just thought I'm like, man, more more stuff to to figure out here, and I just want a good start. I just want to see Prime come back. I don't need to see all these power guys and all that, <laughs> right? And it made it kind of made sense to when they went back to Nebula to see you know, how things have changed since the whole debacle back in those days and what happened, and that they were back to peaceful, and they were like, hey, we're not going to let any robots come back here anymore, and if they do, we're gonna make it so their few don't work anymore yeah and if they do we'll poison them and kill them yeah because we're peaceful yeah because we're peaceful (laughs) what is it that peacemaker says and i'll kill every man woman and child to keep it or something like that it's how much he loves peace (laughs) i thought that was a good idea interesting to see them again and just that everybody goes back there so i let me ask you this one then are we going to go back to nebula again down the road again or is this the last of them the dumb is like, nope. I, I think we're done. <laughs> Never again. I, really? I, okay. I'm pretty sure we're done with uh, Nebulous but after this. this. This one seems pretty played out about halfway through this one, frankly. Like the first yeah. page, this big splash page here where you see people power. Blah, blah. It looks so Jetsons-y. Like, especially mm-hmm. with that background, the architecture looks so cool. And it's, it's almost a shame that they aren't going to go back to, wait a second, the Gardens of Eternal Peace and Harmony Macrobiotic Restaurant. I'm sorry, it's just so funny to me. But it's a it's a cool concept. I like the, the idea of the planet. It's it's almost like a waste to just leave it floating around in space, not using it. For me, yeah, I could have a reason to go back. No, not really. Right. There was even one point in the book. I think it was Bumblebee. And he said it in like one sentence or paragraph. He called them nebulons and then immediately defaulted to calling them humans. Yeah, like, oh, that that's an issue. That does mean yeah. And I, I saw that and it was like it was almost it was almost like Bumblebee and even Bob himself was like, OK, y'all consider this Earth 2. We just want to bring Prime back. And then we yeah. about about it. OK, okay let's, let's just deal with it. Together. All right. Just go with it. <laughs> like I could be wrong. But like when I saw that, when I saw that little Bumblebee blurb and oftentimes in movies and also in the comic book, Bumblebee is the conscience of the book. 
that's that's kind of what I took away from it for there. So, Pat, to, to summarize, even though you don't know it yet, just keep in mind, if you see a character occur again, it was one worth remembering. <laughs> Okay. And, and they'll probably remind you, you'll probably get a blur, but hey, you remember this guy from issues such and such? Probably, because you know, I mean, this is the 80s and editors yeah. like doing stuff. Uh, so there's there's that part of it. And no, I don't think we're going to see Nebulos again. But also, of course, remember that Transformers, first and foremost, is a toy brand. So mm-hmm. like Bob's Budiansky's job, yes, is to, man. I mean, we've discussed this before, y'all, but it, like, yeah. that's a heck of a thing to do. Like, he is trying to craft a credible, coherent, competent storyline, and yet he has Hasbro in his ear, hawk our crap <laughs> on every <laughs> one of these robots. And I don't want to get on going forward from here. <laughs> yeah. We need Decon. Decon's all right, fine. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to, there's going to be a lot more robots. Uh, Pat, so um, buckle up. <laughs> all right. All right. But it's going to be a fun ride. Wacky. Crazy. Yes. Sometimes corny. <laughs> all right. Let's go to Maggie. Maggie, yeah. what do you have to say about the book? Go to me. Uh, first of all, something I actually just noticed on the first page is that Tom DeFelco is listed as the maitre d' in chief. And I think that's cute. Um, <laughs> I, what do I want to talk about? I will agree with Pat with just the continuing onslaught of new characters to try to keep track of that even though Dreadwind and Darkwing Let's get dangerous. kept saying each other's names. And in fact, I feel like there was almost more of that in this issue than there were in other ones. Oh God, it's, it was just all yeah. over the place. I still couldn't keep track of who anybody was like at I any know. given moment. Mm-hmm. It, there was just so much and I I couldn't be bothered. And it doesn't help that I had the Darkwing Duck theme playing Every in my time. head the whole time I was reading the stinking issue. So I was like, wait, no, focus. Yeah, and you pointed that out to me. So then every time I read it, I did. And I already had um, Roxette in my head every time I saw Jory Bride. But I also don't understand, I guess my what the, is why is everyone a Nebulos named after a car thing, up to and including a dude whose name is Lube? <laughs> yes, those guys. I'm not even, there's Rev, there, his name, there's Hotwire, there's Lube, and then there's Kari. <laughs> <laughs> because she's a girl and girls can't be named after car things, apparently. I, I guess <laughs> I thought it was a dead giveaway as to who was going to eventually bond with the robots. It's like you ain't going to see Akari bond with the robot. Pat, what were you? Yeah, I was, I was. I was thinking the same thing once you said. I was like, okay, they got car. They got you know muscle car or you know power names. I guess you know motor vehicle names. Yeah. So something's going to happen here, and oh, we can't use our gas. We need a new different power. We need a new engine. <laughs> So I, <laughs> we'll use ourselves. That's the there answer. Go. We'll be guy, the power tech, source for the giant robot. Tech. Or I just want to caution you guys. Like you know, if someone's named Lube, they're probably useful in a lot of situations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true, true, true. You know, I think we should just not go down that road. <laughs> we probably shouldn't. Uh, Maggie, do you have anything else? Not right now, thanks. John, I think Hotwire looks like oh. Yeah, he was telling me that he thinks that Hotwire is like the reincarnation of O on Nebulos. Or maybe O 
found a way to get beamed on the nebula. That's what I was going to really go into. And that might be why all of them have these names. These are Earth nicknames that he has given his true friends that he has taught all of these. You know, I don't know. Hopping into what does myself uh, agreeing with Maggie, this one, I know that this is definitely, it's like the post-shooter era, the beginning of the DeFalco era with the everybody's issue is somebody's first level. But this is an unfortunate issue to have to be somebody's first, but dang it, they're going to try uh, <laughs> to let you know what's happening. But it gets really funny when Bumblebee and Haikyuu were talking in the midst of it and the overlapping um, exposition that goes there, it goes... He exposits a little bit and he interrupts to say, well, where is ha- where is oh, Galen? Yeah. Yes, Galen. Well, as you know, Galen, your leader, uh, he and I, I mean, I'm surprised they basically didn't get to the point. Well, well, as we all know, we are transforming robots from Cybertron. Yeah, exactly. You were broke. You know, into Let's just factions. take this opportunity to start from the and beginning. It, <laughs> it gets really to the point of, I don't know who these people are. What's going on? How do uh, I get that guy's visor? It just, I was just for whatever reason thinking about this movie, The Matrix, which this predates. So in the original draft of The Matrix, the whole idea of what the machines were doing with the humans and having them in that VR thing is that it was the mental process in it that was allowing some sort of uh, processing or storage. But this was deemed to be way too complicated for the average viewer. So they changed it to, no, I guess they're there for batteries. Okay. Now, here's the thing. And yes, the answer is because it's not real, because it's a comic book and all this. But I must point this out, that humans are incredibly bad conductors of uh, heat. Basically, humans require a heck of a lot of uh, things to consume, oxygens and food, in order to run. The only energy we give off is in the form of heat, and that's very inefficiently. So essentially, you would be better off if you would take the 20 entrees that that dude orders from uh, the the Nebuline Rainforest Cafe Mm -hmm. and just set them on fire. You would get more output than you would by harnessing 100% of the heat that a human but would eating all 20 of those entrees would produce. I mean, yes, filter it through Cybertronian slash Nebulon thing and whatever, but man, what an existence. Bad enough before you're somebody's head, at least this implies you're able to like help them plan. If you're the gun, this is part of the process, but you, you are a battery. You fold up (laughs) and you plug in and that's what you do. Good luck. Fun times. Anyway, kind that's of a what parasitic I got for that. relationship in a weird I mean, I, I I feel as if like you didn't really understand the nuances of the problem. <laughs> You're right. I'm gonna read no. it again. <laughs> yeah, if you if you read it about three or four more times, maybe, maybe like tweak oh, yeah. some NyQuil every time you read it, it would make a lot of sense by the time that you read. Pat. Like at, at some point, you know, hopefully we're done with the what this and maybe we can <laughs> talk you about, know, I don't yeah. know, other things that occurred in the book that, you know, weren't what this. Like yeah. what, Elvin? What could you possibly be referring to? Well, let's go ahead and talk about it. Let's talk about Optimus Prime coming back. Was he in this one? Yeah, was he there? <laughs> he, he was there. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Woo. He was there. Later on, page 20, he shows up around there. You know, it one, uh, you know, once a little bit, he's on a little chip. I would think of it t- in Bumblebee's hand. It looks like he's on a little SD card. You know, yeah, it does almost look like a little SD card. We covered this earlier. At this period of time, the most advanced floppy disk in existence at the time could hold up to one meg. Mm-hmm. 
uh, one megabyte. M- IBM, the highest one, could be one megabyte. The the less were Not like even a gig? they were. Uh, there was talk 4, at 4. the time that oh. they were going to be able to make some that could hold a gig, but th- it was actually most people were saying, why would anyone need this much storage? And now we have external hard drives that are terabytes. I know of space. Yeah. So yeah, it costs more. It, it takes more processing power to actually show the picture of Optimus Prime getting loaded up here than actually is on this disc, <laughs> supposedly. Yeah. I, I do like it, uh, you know, seeing Optimus back and he's a little more beefy looking, you know. He's like kind of jacked up on yeah. this one and he's got, you know, like you said, he's got some guns now. He's yeah, got multiple guns. Cannons. Yeah, on this very peaceful planet they gave him all yeah, new destroyed weaponry. All weapons. All weapons. Yep, got it. Yeah, so come on over here. Hey, check this out on this trailer we got. What are those? Well, those are particle beam weapons. Those are going to be awesome. <laughs> They're going to be cool. You're going to be lasered. Choo, 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 and you're going to get everybody with it. <laughs> but I, th- I thought it was a good way. You know, like you said, Delvin, they had to take you somewhere to get Optimus Prime back. I guess they just couldn't have the Robot Master guy come back again and go, hey, look at me. I'm Robot Master guy, and I can make Optimus Prime come back down. again. That would have been cool to see. Great. But, you know, it it makes sense that they went back to Nebulos and, you know, some smart guys are there. Obviously, it takes them a little bit to understand, hey, this is what we need you to do and and bring them back. But, yeah, I like seeing Optimus back. I'm just, I'm wondering, how is this going to work moving forward with with the guy in his belly? Does the guy in his belly just stay there now? (laughs) Yep. That's yeah. the implication. I mean, yeah. does it come out? Like you said, do I need to know this guy's name? <laughs> Every now and then. <laughs> I, I can, which is which is easy enough to remember. But I can promise you that you're going to see Hi-Q at least one more time. One more time. Okay. And then he just stays in the belly. <laughs> yeah. But did okay. you see him even before then? I'm trying to remember because I know the time that Rusty so. Delvin is talking yeah. about. And so I, what I also want to mention is... Like, this wasn't the first time that they tried to resurrect Optimus Prime. Like, they immediately tried to build him again after he was blown up, remember? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yep. Ratchet and First Aid, they tried to build him back at the Ark. Did not work. They worked on him how, how long, and all the Autobots stood around, and they tried to revive him. They didn't send the juice through Did not work. Then they tried to do it on the Fort Max ship. I can't remember what it was called. So they tried to build him again. Didn't work. Well, they, they may have been able to do it, but they were resource strapped at that point. So that was strike two. And so this time they were actually able to, you know, knock it out of the park and they found a way with in, at Nebulos in order to get it done. So I at least appreciated that, you know, like, you know, on the third day, Optimus Prime <laughs> was resurrected. So, like, that was a pretty <laughs> cool thing that, that they did there. So, yeah. I, I was appreciative. Pat. Why didn't they just go back to Cybertron? That's what I wondered. The bridge like, is why, there, right? Yeah, why well, go to this random the, alien planet instead of going back to your own home world? Well, where, it's, it's, I'm I mean, sure they could well, fix them there. The I got, saw, though, the Decepticons are, are in charge of Cybertron. Correct. So oh, the whole that, planet? So, yeah, they are winning the war solidly, and oh, I don't okay. know if there would have been anywhere, but oh. I mean, it would have been an option. Right. That's correct. That the space bridge is under control of the Decepticons, not the Autobots. And also keep in mind that Fortress Maximus has no reason to ever go back to Cybertron. That's he true. hated that place. 
Yeah. Like the whole start of the Headmaster series, Fort Max was like, <laughs> I'm out. I'm yeah. out of here. I am done with this. Peace out. And that's yeah. why he sent Steel the the three other people who we know so well, and because we've seen them before, because they were on that ship the whole time. And they knew Nebulos, so that's why he sent them. Hmm. I'm kidding. So, they were introduced in one panel last last issue, but supposedly they must have been around the whole time. So there's at least some continuity as to why they had to try a, like Nebulos. Didn't, they have not gone to Cybertron because as of right now, the Autobots have no way of getting back to Cybertron as of now. Will that change? Let's just say yes. How? Well, can't tell that. Uh, that's just talking out of school. But, you know, one thing that I don't do, talk out of school. Maggie. Would, oh, yeah, good. It's me again. Because <laughs> I was just about to interrupt to say, I'd like to remind everyone that the Space Bridge is still a living, thinking thing called Spanner. Which you will do every time it's <laughs> yeah. brought up. And that's, because it's we horrifying. That. that is his existence now. Poor guy. It's really awful. Remember, that's all Blaster's fault. What a writing decision. So I kind of thought that it was a little... F- Odd that Bumble Goldbug was like, well, better Optimus Prime comes back and is immediately killed by the poison fuel here than to live the rest of his life as a video game character. <laughs> and I was reading that and I was like, is it? Is it <laughs> better? He's be living his best like fake life. Because I'm way. like, he just came back. He died. You guys have tried so hard to bring him back. You traveled to a literally a different planet to try to bring him back. And you're like, well... As soon as we turn him on, he's going to get poisoned and die again. But I guess that's okay. Not, we'll just wait and find another way to bring him back to life. Nope. We'll all just die here together. Yeah, especially since Goldbug at one point says, uh, when the other ones are going, hey, maybe we should go back to the ship, pop some Energon cubes. He goes, no, we're here to take Optimus Prime. It doesn't matter what it's like. Uh, okay. You're like, all right. Uh, I mean, I feel like some better planning may have you. avoided the situation, but... Here we are. So it is cool that Optimus is back. And I like seeing him back and then jumping right into action again. It was cool to see, you know, the the I don't know, the old Autobot leader doing the leading thing again. It's just that the way that they went about it, it I felt like it should have been a bigger deal than it was. If they were going to finally, after all these attempts, bring... I mean, he was a head. He was nothing but a head for a good portion of this. And mm-hmm. then he's just been dead. And now they bring him back and it's just kind of like, well... <laughs> He's going to die anyways, but I guess that's all right, because he'd rather... And then he even says, like, well, I'm glad you brought me back to die, because that was otherwise a living death. And I'm like, but was it? So, I don't know. It was cool that he came back. I just, I didn't quite like the way in which he did come back. I think that it should have been more fanfare. I think it should have been a much more dramatic thing to bring him back, and not just to build him a body, whack the disc in him, and put a dude in his belly button. I don't know. Seems to be all the takes. <laughs> so it so you don't feel that it was dramatic that Enough. in the middle of a, in the middle of a pitched battle they sent the contingency like as a last ditch effort to fly there and uh-huh. then had four robots willing to sacrifice themselves in order to give him even a few minutes of life. Yeah. No, it was very like we'll get him a body. Don't worry about it. We'll do it. And then and then they. Still have him do it, even though they find out that he's just going to die anyways. They had the body. I feel like they could have taken the body elsewhere, probably, at least. And it was cool. And like I said, it was cool to see him back. I'm just saying, like, I wanted it to be more triumphant than in the middle of everything else going on. And 
to have it kind of be undercut by this whole, but the Energon here is bad for us to use. I just felt like there was so much else going on that it should have been the primary focus. John, what do you think? I agree mostly with Maggie on that. Uh, I do like some parts of it very much. So I like Prime's Captain Kirk logicking himself into realizing he's a living thing because he's dying. He said, if I'm dying, well, then that must mean I'm alive. I thought that was cool. That That was a great way to snap him back. But in the sense of the overall drama of this story tied in with la- with the last couple of issues and building it to this yeah it's pretty dramatic but but this itself just this story it seems it seems strange to go from the last one to this and some of the um situations in this one to me felt pretty contrived I liked it, but it just seemed like even the pe- even the characters were like, yeah, we only have so many pages left. We better get Optimus Prime put together, especially um, High Q's like face turn to me seemed way too much where he goes from. I don't understand. You're just com- you're just machines. Well, all right. If you want to build a machine, we got parts lying around. We'll even let you build guns, apparently. OK, great. <laughs> all this. Oh, my God, you're alive. Quick. Take me and turn me into a robot monstrosity so I can be your battery forever. You know, it, it kind of just... happened about as quickly as it did with, was it right? Or... Yeah, all of them. I guess these nebulans do will at the drop of a hat have themselves turned into robot monstrosities and to be yeah. able to become a gun or a battery. I mean, or it is so a comic I guess I book. can't hold that against them. Some of it did seem, even back in the day when I read it, that's how I wound up feeling, remember feeling. And this time, too, a lot of it was jumping out. On, on that part, mm-hmm. uh, it was a choice to have him brought back this way. It's an interesting choice. I think it works. Uh, there might have uh, been better ways they could have done it, but we'll never know. Pat, what about you? What What do you think about how Optimus Prime was brought back? I kind of agree with Meg. I thought it could be back a little bit more dramatic. I just think they just jumped to it right away. They could have had him out there doing something and then go, Oh, I'm draining now. Now I really need to, to get help. And then here comes those guys that got the power suits on now. Then they could have come and we're here to save you Optimus prime and, um, and do that instead of doing it right away in the beginning, I thought it was kind of, eh. I mean, like I said, they had to find somewhere to get his body back. So these guys are definitely good, you know, technicians or just good kind of guys that know what they're doing with technology that they can build the body that would actually work and and bring them back into it unfortunately they were just not smart enough to you know fix their own problem of the fuel issue <laughs> yeah or you know or, or why wouldn't they have just fixed that but i can under, i guess i guess they didn't want to do that because then they would still put their planet at risk right for more autobots being there mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. So lesser of the evil would be, okay, we're going to help you do it that way. But, you know, once we're done, you guys get off the planet. Don't come back here. Yeah, I am, I guess, in a sense, standing alone. Like everything that I feel that um, uh, that you all had a complaint about, I think was explained. Um, And like and so I as just for the purposes of coming up with a storyline and 
starting it from start to finish and having explanations for everything that you've done as far as the actions of your characters. I thought Bob did a fantastic job of it. And I absolutely will Homer out for it. I was getting this book, you know, picking it, you know, from my, um, you know, pile or whatever. And I noticed that the book just looked really new, sparkling. And I know that this was not the original copy of of Transformers 42 that I had because I read the cover off of that doggone thing. I read it so, I read it so much. That yeah. I, at some point that I had to get a brand new uh, Transformers 42 in order to not just have a completely ratted up copy. I wish I would have kept that book uh, and just put it on the back of the bag and board just for nostalgia's sake. <laughs> but um, yeah, when it when it came to you know the Nebulons being convinced that the best way to help out was to merge, I bought it. Uh, I thought. Optimus Prime's return was pretty dang triumphant, actually. Um, and I bought the explanation of like, because they even said like, okay, well, we got the bad guys to go. And then I think Kari was her name. Um, she said, guys, you can't really stay either because yes, like you could stay on planet, but you're just going to attract more of these objects of war. And that is not what we're about. To which Haikyuu, you know, reluctantly agreed, of course, that he had to leave his home. Uh, but, you know, different strokes for different folks. Um, it's not like you guys are just absolutely just trashing the thing or whatever. Um, just slightly uh, different of opinion in uh, the four of us. And that's why we have this discussion. Do you think, though, your your thoughts on it is because you've read it so much? Of course it you, is. And, and you know what, you know, you know what's coming and all that. I know it's coming ish. I mean, these books are what, 35 years old at this point? Like, yeah. yeah, I read them all. I read them all a lot, but I was a much younger man 35 years ago, right? So I don't remember all of it. I know what's yeah. going to happen in issue 50, for instance. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> happen in issue 75, but can I tell you the buildup between now and issue 50? Not really. So, like, those details. Um, And so even with that, like, I I wouldn't, the purpose of a podcast like this is that we're supposed to go through things episodically. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to look at it necessarily as, you know, the whole sum of the parts. I want to, like, enjoy issue 42 for whatever it is and whatever it wasn't, as if issue 42 were the last issue of Transformers. And so with that perspective, then I view everything, okay, what do we know from issues one through 42? Not necessarily what's going to be coming up from issues 43 through 80. That's how I've been viewing it anyway. So is there anything else that anyone wanted to discuss? Uh, We talked about Rainforest Cafe. We talked about Poison (laughs) Fuel. We talked about Optimus Prime coming back and how it may or may not have wowed you. (laughs) Is there anything else to discuss? I'm satisfied. I just wanted to point out a fun thing in one of the, because I have the um, a scan of the original issue. So the, in the bullpen bulletins, they have a special announcement about the uh, Incredible Hulk Returns movie that was going out and how excited they were that it was going to feature the mighty Thor. I remember I seeing saw, that when it was. I out. saw that and it's like, 
in hindsight, I wonder would they have promoted that as much as they did. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this. They said, needless to say, your ever batty bullpen is real excited by the thought of seeing the mighty Thor battle the Incredible Hulk on national TV. Well, it's bound to be the greatest battle the television world has seen since Leonard took on Hagler. And you see, just stop right there. It's- yeah. Daredevil was in the second one. 80s. How about that? That that That's how I'm going to sum that up. Because now is the time for us to talk about who had the touch. Where we talk about which character in the book stood out the most Autobot. Is, is it Optimus Prime, everybody? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's very much <laughs> I mean, who else are you going to give it to? I, 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 give, mine to, I give mine to uh, Goldbug. Oh, yeah? You, you are not. Stop it. Stop We're all going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I think, well, without Goldbug pushing the issue, Prime wouldn't be- become Prime again. I mean, that's, that's true. very true. Was this kind of Goldbug's mission? Wasn't he the one yes. that kind of instigated I, I, I think he was going to, yeah. I mean, he wanted Prime back. So he was willing to die or at least go, no, I got a four-cylinder car in me. I can make it. I'm good on gas. <laughs> yeah, but, I know he's you know, the most skilled invasion. Those new VWs, yeah, yeah. they got you're the go. best bumblebee. Yeah, so that's, that's that, that he was he was going to get Prime back, whether yeah. even if it costed his life. All right, well that's fair, but the rest of us are going to go out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maggie, if you remember in issue forty-one, that's yeah. one of the they were that was the mission that they were given. Like it was kind of that all is lost moment, and yeah. Yeah. Maximus said. Look, guys, you, you got to bring him back because he is going to be our hope. So that was the mission. Uh, and again, that's why, that's why I was mentioning about everything being pretty explained pretty well. Like, that's why Goldbug was like, OK, does anyone want to speak up as to why you don't want to stick around and revive Optimus Prime? No one said a word. And, and, and no so, one said yes, because if we die, yeah, then, no um, then the other ones are going to be stuck there on the moon wondering when we're coming back. Oh, that's but, right. They're on the moon. Wow. They're on the moon they right now. Everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, like uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they get back to Earth, and uh, let's just assume they will. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> we have talked about the touch. Then someone had to be out of touch. We talk about the character that was the worst in the book and should have to figure out how the heck you're going to eat twenty times what you normally do when you don't have <laughs> the gardens of eternal peace and harmony <laughs> microbiotic restaurant yeah, in the segment called Less. Than meets the eye. Yeah. <laughs> Pat, who to you was less than meets the eye? Oh, boy. See, this one's a little harder one. I kind of want to, I'll go with high Q for less than meets the eye in, in the beginning. You know, he's just being a, a stick in the mud, not wanting to help anybody. Yeah, my man did not like robots. That's for sure. American jerk at the beginning. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, but John? you're still very accommodating, though, for somebody who didn't like them. I don't well, like you, but the go ahead, is, use my stuff. Yeah, he, went, guests. he was like trying to convince them to leave. And then he's like, but if you insist on staying, consider yourselves our honored guests. And I'm like, <laughs> sir, please pick a lane <laughs> and stay within it. I'm going to give less than meets the eye to the other um, high guy, high, uh, test? high test. Just saying that. High test uh, went from zero to Dr. Doom pretty quickly, just on the whole idea of absolute jealousy. So to if, if you want to discredit the guy, there's probably a couple of other things you could have tried before massive reconstructive surgery and hanging out with uh, some 
weird dude you just met. And now they're flying through space wishing they had a rainforest cafe to order about 20 cheeseburgers from because uh, asteroids, you know, just don't quite cut it. Oh, that's fair. Where are they going to get their entrees in space? Surely there are other planets, right? We'll find out. I will actually say we'll find out. I don't know if we ever saw Darkwing or Dreadwind again. We do. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. That's cool because I would like to know where they end up. I guess we're going to find out. See, like I, I read all the issues, but I, I do not remember the fates of Darkwing and Dreadwind. So we're going to find out. Maggie. Yeah. Who is Lester Meets the Eye? I really want to give it to the guy named Lube because his name is Lube. So I think I'm going to go with him. Everybody else kind of really fulfilled Fair. their roles, I think, fairly well in this book. And nobody I mean, was like super out of character. But that dude's name is Lube and he just lets people call him that. So I'm going to give it to him. Uh, I, I just think he's kind of a hard guy to grab a hold of. You yeah. know, so. <laughs> Can't really get a grasp on his personality. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, John I'm, 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 so I'm, I'm going to stop. This This is a family show of, of most. I, I have not even thought about who would be my less than me, CI. But if I had to guess, I would, I would give it to the combo of Darkwing and Dreadwind. Not necessarily because they lost, but mainly because, like, they didn't know how to necessarily secure a win. They did get one. So they, it's not like their whole arc was just losing. They they had quite a triumphant arc. But it started though where they were like, okay, we're going to destroy your whole ta- or your whole planet. And they're like, no, you're not because we poisoned the fuel. And if you try and use our fuel, you'll die. And they're like, uh-uh. And, <laughs> and so they're basically, they basically turned into fossils until they were revived by a couple of rogue nebulons. And then like they already saw that they were outnumbered by the transform like the Autobots, but then they still wanted to continue to pick a fight. And as soon as I would have saw, like you know, even if they didn't know who Optimus Prime was, they saw some big gigantic engine of destruction with guns on his shoulders and two freaking cannons in his hands. Yeah, like, not a good day for them. Not a good day. I would have just left. I would have departed. Instead, they stayed there and took a gigantic L and want to get vanished from the planet. So I give it to the two Decepticons on that. Mm-hmm. And with that, ratings time. Transformers 42, 1 to 10, just like the tech specs. What are we going to rate it? We're going to go with John. John, what would you rate Transformers 42? I am going to rate transformers 42 a seven it was satisfying it's not as didn't grab me as much as some of them that i have rated eight or above especially recently but solid enough decent a seven it is maggie um yeah i think seven's fair it's above average it's a solidly good issue i kind of wish that it had been a two-parter honestly if they could have expanded the story a little Uh, bit i would have liked to have seen this done in two parts um but yeah, I think seven is I think seven's very fair. Considering what I remember from issue forty-three, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with that take, but we can get to that later. Pat or Drake. I was thinking like Maggie as well too. I'm like, this should have been another two parter or a three parter. Um, just to, you know, get you to feel for the characters a little bit like they did with the original, you know, headmaster series there. Um, I think that would have helped you understand kind of more of what was going on. Cause I think we're just trying to cram too much in this one. And I think that's what kind of really 
didn't help it much. So I, I'm I'm at a seven. It wasn't bad. It moved the story along. We got Prime back, so it's it, good. Yeah, it is nice having Prime back. Don't get me wrong. It's nice to see. I would recall him the Big Blue Boy Scout if that name wasn't already taken. <laughs> but he is a bit. So yeah. I am going to be the absolute rare positivity. It's a 10. And the reason why it's a 10 hey. is, I, is because I, just, I love people that love the stuff. It's great. That's awesome. Yeah. You go, Delvin. Give it a 10. Thank you very much. I will. I'll give it a 10. And like, and just like looking at it and understanding that like I read the cover off that thing. And um, I care somewhat about my childhood because it made me the man I am today. It's a 10. And I... Like, don't homer out too often, but allow me to do so now. We can and never will leave you without John's segment of the show called Transformer Spotlight, where he discusses a particular Transformer that was featured in today's issue. All yours, John. Thank you, Delvin. Did want to point out, just because I just remembered this, in the IDW Phase 1 story, uh... Darkwing and Dreadwind show up uh, briefly and wind up getting killed because of their overconsumption of fuel. They wound up were hoarding too much and the other Decepticons killed them and that had to be some kind of a throwback to this story. But we don't care about them for the spotlight. We are going to talk about Optimus Prime Power Master. Uh, Optimus Prime Power Master's motto is... Freedom is the right of all sentient beings. Till all are one. Till all are one. Oh, wait, we're not. He is the beloved leader of all Autobots, dedicated to protecting all life forms, mechanical, human, and otherwise, uh, willing to sacrifice anything in order to end the Autobot Decepticon conflict. Wise and compassionate, the inspiration that fuels every Autobot. Binary bonded to the super intelligent Nebulan computer programmer HiQ. In engine mode, HiQ handles all of Prime's power needs. Uh, trailer transformed into armed fortress complete with laser rifle, concussion blaster, and two twin particle beam cannons. Tractor and trailer combined construct Optimus Prime's new super powered robot form. Man, this toy. Uh, this toy my brother got for Christmas. This was after the time when technically I was not collecting toys anymore because I had moved on. I was all grown up now and was only interested in go girls and put these toys away. But then I was going through that little bit of regret right after you do that when I was 13. So I was vicariously living through my brother on this when I saw him out unwrap that thing, and that was a cool toy. Uh, it's composed of two major components. He's got his truck cab, which transforms into Prime himself, and then his trailer. It's essentially a heavily armored version of the original uh, Prime toy. The trailer then could be converted into a sort of exoskeleton, which then the Prime body could be folded into, and a larger version of Optimus's head went over the top of the original head. This finally made Optimus Prime tall enough to interact with some of the other characters who were much bigger than the OPOP. Uh, along with this were two particle beam cannons, which went on Prime's upper arms and a laser cannon similar to the original to complete the look. I loved this toy. This was probably the last of the really, really good Transformers toys that they put out uh, in this line. Uh, Darkwing and Dreadwind were pretty neat uh, when they were combined were great, but nothing else in this line was as cool as this toy. And they've uh, recently uh, redid it even better. 
Uh, yeah, he's going to be in Power Master mode for pretty much the rest of this run, almost. Yeah, High Q is going to be around, but mostly is completely forgotten about, except for a particular plot point, which will come way on down the line. But that, everyone, is this version of Optimus Prime. Back to you, Delphine. Come to think of it, John, I don't think I... I've never seen a Power Master Optimus Prime. That doesn't seem... I, I think that's true. I've certainly seen the original Optimus Prime, which was a cool toy, but I don't know if I've ever seen Power Master Optimus Prime. Huh. It was really neat, especially um, at the time in the conjunction, because it was as... When you put them all together, he was as tall as Ultra Magnus or Galvatron mm-hmm. or any of those. So if you had those toys, or, you know, Soundwave, Shockwave, it was that size. So finally, Optimus Prime. I mean, I love the original Optimus Prime toy. That's one of the great toys that has ever come out. But he was little, you know. And so when you had him going up against uh, Shockwave, Shockwave's two times the size of him, and you had to really stretch your imagination. So it was really nice to finally see him able to stand next to him. You'll never get away with that Shockwave. What? What did you say? I said you'll never get away with this. I'm gonna kick your butt. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can I can see why he needed an upgrade. And with that, we will take a promo break. The Transformers will return after these messages. You are receiving a transmission from the Rod Pod. Upload pending. Stand by for soundtrack transfer. I am Maggie. And I am John. And we are trapped, hurtling through space in a ship shaped like Rodimus's head. The ship, for reasons we haven't been able to determine, contains the entire run of the IDW Transformers Phase 2 comic, which chronicle the events following the end of the war between the Autobots and Decepticons. So we figure we may as well read them all in order and report our findings to you. Stand by. Stand by. Upload complete now. The Rod Pod. Look for us at marriedwcomics.libsyn.com at iTunes, at Stitcher, or wherever good podcasts can be found. So, uh, tell all our one. Tell all our one. We now return to the Transformers. Now it's time for Transmissions, where we heap praise upon the audience for listening to us. We appreciate all the love, attention, and support we get from the show. Let's talk about Transformers issue 39. Just so you know, we talk about people who give us shares and retweets now because we want to keep things shorter. But we want to mention that we had 189 likes from Transformers 39, and that's freaking insane. (laughs) So that's for us. Yay. Thank you. A lot of new folks from here. That is a ton of likes. Um, Floored, flattered flabbergasted okay that's enough f's and uh so (laughs) let's see so thank you to everyone for the likes and here are the uh select few who also gave us a share and a retweet scotty cameron Derek william crab 
Ruth Sutherland, Aaron Head Moss, Clinton Robeson, Christopher Willette, Jim Meal, and Helica Fetty Wolf. Magazines and Monsters, Herbert Fung, Joshua Gall, Ryan Prinky, and Shane Kelly. And we have a few comments. Uh, we should be able to get through most of them. I'll start with the first one from Scotty Cameron, who said, came out just in time for the Rise of the Beast. Man, Fortress Maximus is not having a good day on that cover. As Shockwave flies towards him, I'm pretty sure Megatron can also fly. That mm. is very correct, Scotty. Yeah, welcome, Scotty Cameron. Welcome fly. to Transformers Chronicles. And we should definitely move on to not John. Uh, to to, death to <laughs> that's going to read the next comment. I'll take one from Christopher Wallet, and Christopher says, "When I picked up this one, my mother was weirded out by the title of the cover being a phallic reference." Hmm. Ooh, I'm going to just jump on uh, a top fan who answered that uh, post on Facebook. His name is Jonathan Schaefer Hames, who had <laughs> said, I thought the same thing, but then looked the phrase up afterwards. And it turns out that that phrase predates the um, phallic use of the word. It just means to be poked by a stick. To yeah. get the shaft is to yeah. just be to, poked by yeah, a stick. Yeah, that All means right. to, to get poked, to get shafted, shafted mm-hmm. by a shaft. Now everyone's giggling over poke, though. You know who could have helped out here in Fort Max? Uh-oh. Lube. 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 Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're going to get the shaft without lube, that's just, you know, ear. Maggie! Maggie, yeah. read the next read comment. The next thing that happened was Herbert Fung says, best I could come up with, this is the Kabaya Fort Max. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, and the Just It Toys WST Shockwave. They are suspended by some fishing line. While I do have the actual G1 figures, no way I could make them work for their size mm-hmm. and weight. Fair enough. The island is just a slurpy cup. The sand <laughs> is brown sugar. The missile is wooden skewer I cut in hot glue. Dude. Uh, he read. He That's so cool. And Yeah, he did the uh, cover. He did his version yep. of the cover. Herber. Dude, so nice. Rock, man, that is crazy. I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness! He actually managed to get the scale to a point that it. Oh, this guy's awesome. He's got like the because I had to look up the cover of of issue thirty nine again because I was like, which one is that? (laughs) And he's almost got the position of the Fort Max correct too in the picture. Like that's some serious attention to detail. And I think he's got Earth. Yeah, he's got the earth underneath the Slurpee cup. That's so cool. All right. Herbert, Herbert if I ever meet you, I'm giving you a big freaking hug, man. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> I want to issue to you the Ivan Chudley Award. The Ivan Chudley Award. Now, listen. Mm, someday that's going to have to go away. <laughs> I can't keep being haunting me. Probably not. Uh, let's see. Something that we're not going to read because he's evil. What? Rick Talman Jr. for referencing something that happened in the movie Serenity that I don't want to think about. Too soon, Rick Talman Jr. We're all okay. So yeah, we y'all like we we had comments, <laughs> and, and uh, I'll, I'll just read off the names because um, I'm really just floored and impressed again. Like seriously, this is not me putting on. I am super impressed that we have so many people commenting. But Jeffrey Woods, Ryan Bergeron, Greg Greg Metcalf. Jack Duang Champa, Joseph Rowland, Rick Tallman Jr., Mark Howe, Trammell Roots, Devin Croner, Jason Durant, Arthur Brumfield, Tony Howell, Michael Huffaker, Brant Berry, 
John Manuel, uh, Thomas Heilman, and that's it, y'all. Thank you so much. Truly honored uh, that everyone commented on that. I mean, 39 was a fun uh, issue and episode for certain. So uh, thank you all along for coming along uh, with the ride. And if we missed a few by any chance, we do apologize. Uh, just let us know that we did, and we will definitely make up for it. Ping us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, and we will correct it on the next issue. And everybody, that is the show. Please come back and join us for the next issue where we discuss Transformers issue 43 in a tale that's featuring Galvatron and Rodimus Prime, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. It's even Simon Furman. We get a preview of uh, the later writer to the next one. Simon Furman writes that? Yep. Oh, I, I forgot that. I was, I was going to apologize to everyone for Rodimus Prime being there, but, you know, it, it's okay. You can still apologize. It's not a very, well, you know, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> if you'd like to hear more from us, the Longbox Crusade, y'all, we are everywhere around the social medias. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Longbox Crusade. You will find us Twitter slash X, Facebook, Instagram. Look for Longbox Crusade. You will find us. We have a Patreon feed. Look for Longbox Crusade and join up for $1 a month. And uh, you will definitely get your money's worth for certain. YouTube, all of our stuff to include this very podcast will be on YouTube. Uh, also, YouTube or YouTube Music, uh, one or the other. Look for us. You will find us there. Uh, and uh, we do some live shows. Sometimes uh, every second Sunday, uh, we will record a podcast or you will get uh, the core or the Longbox Crusade podcasting. I host a show called Come Out to Play, a New Warriors podcast as well, every second Tuesday of the month at 8 o'clock Eastern. And there is a voicemail that you can leave us voicemail comments on this show, and we will play them here, if there were any. Uh, 707-532-5269. That is 707-532-LBOX. Pat, you want to help me out here? Pick up the phone. Thank you. And John, oh, wait, one more thing. You can email us, contact at longboxcrusade.com. I told you we were everywhere. John, how about you tell us about your podcast, yours and Maggie's, and where y'all can be found on the internet? I would be glad to, Delvin. Do you all like Transformers content? Boy, I yeah. sure do. And if you do, like Delvin and I do, you should check out The Rod Pod. And that is where Maggie and I, along with John M. Wilson, cover the IDW Phase 2 Transformers comics in order. It's a lot like this one, except it's the IDW Phase 2 comics. As well as the other MWC podcast with John and Maggie. The CU stands for content. <laughs> you can look for that on your favorite podcatcher in all the podcast places. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, even audible or ask your amazon device to play mwc podcasts you know and you can also do that for this podcast as well uh, transformers chronicles is also available on audible so if you're on audible go ahead and pick it up there uh otherwise answer if you want to get a hold of us uh we are at, at mwc underscore podcast on instagram and threads are on facebook you can find us at mwc podcast with john and maggie email Married, wcomics at gmail.com. Pat, where can you be found? 
Well, Jonathan, I'm glad you asked. You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Delvin, where can you be found? Twitter slash XDEE underscore REY 1977. Instagram, Delvin Ray. You will find me there at everyone else. Hope you enjoyed the show. See you all next time. And remember, as John already said earlier, freedom is the right of all sentient beings. To all are one. Till all are one. one. Till all are one. Till all are one. Till all are one. He's back. It's all in his I love that entire intro that we don't mention the Optimus Prime, you know, bit at all. It's, it's under the Well, we, we will on the previously on. Oh, yeah. yeah it's going to be That's going to be mentioned everywhere. Yeah. And, and, the, and the other previously on. And, yeah. And the one after that. <laughs> yeah. So and, uh, we got Prime cover. What is this? A cover description I wrote ahead of Right? I, I, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> It is a world of the Transformers. I see you, Maggie. More than the ACI. Transformers. Pops John back in. I missed it. It's the best part of the show.